Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Here we are, Father John, Nathan Goebel. Who almost uh, didn't become a deacon and started a career in go-ball snowballs. That's right. Tell me about that. Well, before I joined Focus, I thought I had a, a very lucrative career in Hawaiian shaved ice. <laughs> so my dad and I actually researched on the interwebs, the interwebs. Um, what would be the cost of getting a Hawaiian shaved ice machine. Because a friend of mine in town, BG's Shaved Ice in Decatur, Mount Zion, Illinois. Um, True pole. True pole of the earth. He makes more money. I probably, I mean, he's, he doesn't listen to the podcast. That guy makes more money working from Memorial Day to Labor Day selling shaved ice than he does the entire year working at a factory job. Crazy. So, so I was like, you know what? I could do this. Go balls, snowballs. Go balls, snowballs. You'll hear, why we're, be, you'll hear why we're talking about this at the end. But I don't, uh, I don't know if we are. Does that have anything to do with anything? The email. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, hey, um, Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know. We've already I am, derailed. I am the Reverend, the, the Mr. Reverend. Reverend Mr. Oh, yeah. Nathan Reverend Goble. Mr. Nathan Goble. And this is John. <laughs> Reverend John Neville. <laughs> Reverend John. No, uh, um, RJ. You know, they've had, um, you know, five podcasts in a row with Joe Doman. So I figured we got Come a couple on. now without any content. You know, we can do that. We, they've gotten plenty of content. <laughs> That's so right. We can talk about go balls, snowballs, and all kinds of Time things. Time for you to just eat lemon heads for the next 30 <laughs> minutes. Okay, so... Fasting is over. You know, that's just it's it. It's Easter. I did Lent. I did one Lenten podcast. May, how do you know? Maybe that was my penance. No more podcasts. All you do but, is complain about not eating cupcakes. Well, uh, those days are over. The... Um, and so now we're in the Easter season. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Divine Mercy Sunday. And now we are on the third Sunday of Easter. It's a Saturday night here in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. That's right. Gosh, it's about 65 degrees today. We're going to get eight inches of snow in two days. That is classic Colorado. Pray for a snow day, everyone. Pray for it. They said at Our Lady of Lords that they have like a St. Frosty, and they do a dance to St. Frosty. Well, that sounds a little pagan, frankly. So one of the teachers, Vanessa Brink. Vanessa Brink. Uh, she, do you know Vanessa Brink? Yeah, do you know Vanessa? I don't know Vanessa. She, um, she, she had her students pray to Our Lady of Snows. And the next day, we got a snow day with less than a quarter inch of snow. you got to be kidding me. It was amazing. No, there was no problems. But the, on the forecast, they were like, Snowpocalypse 13, blizzard conditions, planes grounded. And then we were like, totally fine. Uh, what did I do that day? Oh, that's right. Pray for Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So, well, we got to get, get her praying for us more often. I think. Well, pray this week because it's supposed to hit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, um, I don't like full weeks of school because you know I usually don't get my homework done during the week. So, can I um uh, give you a little trivia before we begin the topic? Do 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 do. We already got sued for that, didn't we? So whatever. Whatever. We don't care. Pat Sajak, you can have your money. <laughs> Okay, so question. It's Alex Trebek, question. Go ahead. What do you think is the um, fastest record for listening to all 140 podcasts held by some person? Boodler. This is a lot of podcasts. 140 podcasts. Three days. Damn it. It's six days. God. Yeah, you always on. do that. I knew you were going to do that. You just cussed on the podcast, John. Uh, I was. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, that was John McCoy. Who did it in six days? Oh my gosh! Sick. He hates his job. Okay. I hope his boss isn't listening. But 
Well, 140 podcasts in six days. Is he a data processor? <laughs> I don't know. I think he had a job like the movie uh, Office Space where he was just plugging in <laughs> from two digits to four. That's it. 2000 for the year 2000. Oh. So, John McCoy, thanks for listening. Always a pleasure. He's a graduate of our fine institution well, here. Now you can take you can take your uh, fifteen minute or thirty minute lunch break and listen to uh, one podcast. That's right. That's right. Okay, it's time for a topic. The, he just opened up his Coors banquet. He's ready to go. <laughs> the topic is memorial acclamations. And I can't breathe. And the yeah. answer: What is or no? The question. What is memorial acclamations? Which is weird because on Jeopardy. Okay, so I've always been struck by in the middle of the Eucharistic prayer, we've all knelt, we're all somber, we've sang the holy, 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 now it's time to be serious. Right. Um, the priest is performing the sacred action in front of the whole congregation. He's by himself or he's celebrating with other priests. Um, but then comes kind of the high point. Um, the apex, my guess, of the uh, liturgy of the Eucharist, the words of institution. And he finishes, you know, do this in memory of me. And we ring the bells. And what's the next thing he says? The mystery of faith. Mysterium fidei, the mystery of faith, which is different from before when we would say, let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Dying, you destroyed our death. Bop, 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 bop. Rising, you restored our life. We uh, we grew up at Life Teen Parishes. So. Uh, well, mine wanted to be, but it was just life 60-year-olds. <laughs> there was no teens. Yeah. Um. So, so now we say the mystery of faith. So what is the mystery of faith? Okay. So we have the the memorial acclamations that we recite. So the mystery of faith refers to the memorial acclamation. Um, we're going to get to that. Okay. So the priest the priest says the mystery of faith, and then we respond. So um, first the priest. It's important to understand this. First the priest not just interrupts the Eucharistic prayer, but there's an insertion of this what's called a proclamation. Okay. So the proclamation by the on, the on the part of the priest or bishop is the mystery of faith. And then we respond with an acclamation. And we have That's the memorial acclamation. Memorial acclamation. But the mystery of faith is the priest's proclamation. Proclamation. Just like we have the proclamation of the gospel and the proclamation of um the the body of Christ. Pause. Can you just confirm that this is recording? Because Doman and I did about 15 minutes on the last one, and it wasn't recording. It's recording. Okay, I'm just making sure. I'm just a little nervous. Ladies and gentlemen. This is just gold, what you've given at, us. Uh, <laughs> at eight minutes into the podcast, John was wondering if we're recording. If you're listening out there, we were recording. We are recording. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Okay, right. so um, just like the priest says, the gospel of the Lord, um, just like the priest says, the body of Christ, or the, the minister says, the blood of Christ, um, we respond with an acclamation. We respond to what has just taken place before us, okay? So the first thing to know about the memorial acclamation is the Mass is dialogical, okay? So it's a dialogue, in part uh, on behalf of the people and in part the priest with Almighty God because he's not just saying words into the void right. so we can hurry up and get to our donut, Um He's actually engaging in a sacred conversation, um, which some some have called, you know, the anaphora 
or the Eucharistic prayer. Um, it's it's an offering of uh, beseeching Almighty God to grant us what we desire and to confect for, for us once once again the the graces and benefits of His Son's passion, death, and resurrection. That was a mouthful. There you go. So, um, so, so the mass is dialogical. Now, here's where we have a part, and sometimes we're really excited, and so we make really creepy music to whatever. But you know, now we have new um, new memorial acclamations, so they had to redo them. So they haven't come up with the kind of cheesy ones. Maybe you're still <laughs> doing that. Um, but uh, the three options are um, okay. So the mystery of faith: we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Save, Save us, us, Savior Save of the world. For by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. So the first two sound remarkably similar, but can you notice any theme that runs through all three of them? Proclaiming. Come on. Death. Death. That's right. So the first one is, the first two are death. Um, we proclaim your death. And the second one, the second line, we proclaim your death. And the third one is uh, for by your cross. So first, we we understand that there has been a death, okay? Which, as Father Peter aptly pointed out while we were outside uh, on the porch tonight, enjoying the 65-degree weather of the People's Republic of Boulder, um, that we have just confected the Eucharist. I mean, you have just confected the Eucharist, not Mm -hmm. the people. Um, but there's been a separation of body and blood. So the body um, has been uh, confected in the ciborium, and the, the wine has been turned into the precious blood in the chalice. So we would see that if somebody loses all their blood, and it's in a separate place from their body, there's been a death. Right. So we recall that Christ outpoured his blood for us. Um, so first and foremost, we understand that there's been a death in, in front of us. Um but it's not just like, I mean, there should be some horror before the reality that has just taken place. Um, that by your action as as a priest, you have been able to offer the victim and sacrifice that is the one pleasing sacrifice to God. Um, and it's not a it's not yet again a bloody sacrifice. Um, it's the unbloodied sacrifice of the mass and yet it's a participation in the bloody sacrifice of calvary did i say that right yes because there are protestants out there that are that are very upset that at every mass what are when we they, doing yeah. yeah when they hear it called a sacrifice we're just you know blood. no it's an interesting line i never really thought of it as um i don't know i'd never really before this podcast tonight frankly in in a pathetic way i never really thought about i didn't the, care <laughs> i just didn't i was trying to frame it a little better than that but uh <laughs> Yeah, it was just kind of like the mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, the Lord, Professor. Blah blah blah. And um, yeah. I've only done the first one for a year and a half. So we proclaim your death, O Lord. Yeah. If I That's throw okay. people off with the save us, the question is why do they need? Why do we need to have an acclamation? Why do the people? I mean, it's not essential, but it, why is it yep. fitting that the people would Thank acclaim you. that when I'm in the person of Christ? Thank you, offering John. This. Sometimes married couples are able to finish each other's sentences. I think we've come so far in our 2011th podcast, no, actually only our 104th podcast or something, that we can read each other's minds. John had no idea I was going to this quote, but that's an excellent question, John. Let me quote Thomas for you. Quote, uh, Catechism 1381. 
quote, that in this sacrament are the true body and okay, that in this sacrament are the true body of Christ and his true blood is something that cannot be apprehended by the senses, says St. Thomas, but only by faith, which relies on divine authority. Hmm. So it's called the mystery of faith, the mysterium fidei. And the Eucharist um, is, it, it has been called for years the mystery, mystery of, faith. of faith. Because as, as Thomas goes on in the, in the Tantum Ergo, uh, I think this is a Tantum Ergo. I probably should have checked that. Nope. Darn it. It's the autorotated devote. Man, there's some... What a loser. What a loser. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so just reading these words, and we've sung it before, and I think that it, it speaks very clearly to why we need a response on behalf of the people, because it's not just the priest's action. We are spectators, once again, to the representation of the Lord's sacrifice, and we will see later in the Mass of his resurrection. Right. Um, so, Godhead here in hiding, whom I do adore. Masked by these bare shadows, shape and nothing more. See, Lord, at thy service, low lies here a heart, lost all lost in wonder at the God thou art. Seeing, touching, tasting, are in thee deceived. How says trusty hearing that shall be believed? What God's Son has told me, take for truth I do. Truth himself Self speaks truly, or there's nothing true. Well played. Lucky. So, um, so why, why, why would you say that the people need to have a response in that in that action? Well, there's several things that come to mind. First is the priest is proclaiming mysterium fide, the mystery of faith, and the word mystery in the Greek is where we get the word sacrament, sacramentum. Yes. So it's the proclamation of kind of the fundamental mystery that the faith is not about just proclaiming ideas, concepts, doctrine, but it's about transmission of reality. And to proclaim the presence, the reality and the presence that's there, he's staring at the screen, you're making me nervous. Just checking, John, listening. Would demand of the people an active participation. Mm -hmm. There's a recognition and a reception when they say, this is the cross, or this is the death yep. of Jesus. Yep. The um, Someone defined mystery in one of the books that we're reading for class as not just something that you can't figure out, um, because you haven't yet thought about it enough, but there's actually more truth present than you will ever be able to comprehend. Yeah, that's amen. So we can apprehend a, a small fragment of what the reality is taking place before us. And I think that we've reiterated over and over that the Mass is a drama. It's, 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 it's an unbelievable drama in which the priest and the person of Christ, as, as the actor and agent offers not not just himself but the sacrificial victim Christ's saving event of Calvary and the resurrection and ascension into heaven once again so that we can um receive our redemption our salvation so on behalf of the people they should see not just like hey wake up like um you know the mass is almost, you know, two thirds over, you know, we're taking a commercial break, you know, participate, mm -hmm. but it's actually what we have just done is we have offered the, the, the sacrifice and what, what, what do you do with this now? And so the people on their part make an acclamation, save us. They're speaking, not just, not just to the priest, like, Hey, what do you think about this? They're speaking to Christ who's now present because it, it's directed to him. 
We proclaim your death, O Lord, and then save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. It's interesting to think about that really at that moment in the Mass, we are at Calvary, just like Mary and John and Mary Magdalene. It's like that is the moment where the body of Christ has died. And as kind of weird as it is in the Hispanic communities when they all cry out, my Lord and my God, right after the elevation, right. there's a sense of that. Mm-hmm. Mi señor, mi Dios, whatever it would be. Is that right? Uh, we spent a month Dio together in, in Mary. Regardless. El señor y... It doesn't matter. Man, Go we sound stop. stupid. <laughs> Our Spanish is amazing. The uh, Señor mío y Dios mío. There's That's a right. sense, though, of like, this. we're present at that at spot in Calvary. Right. And we have to make a recognition, right? The faith is not... We're not just passive, but... Active receptivity demands a response. We have to receive the body of Christ. We have to receive the present, the representation of Calvary. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the memorial acclamation is demanding. You must acclaim something. Yep. You must proclaim this death or demand salvation. Yep. It has to involve you. Otherwise, the effects of Calvary never come into our life. Yep. In the same way, in the same way, Bam! in the same way that when we receive the Eucharist, the priest or Eucharistic minister says the body of Christ. And you don't just say, you know, thank you. Some people Some do. people do. Thank you, Father. Um, but but there actually should be a, a, an acclamation on our part that we're supposed to say, amen. We believe that. I assent to this. When we say the gospel of the Lord, we, we're not just saying, okay, it's time to sit down. You know, everyone take your seats. We say, uh, praise to you. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, because we believe that we just heard the words of Jesus. Yeah. So um, so going back, just like you're saying, to the death, because it, it doesn't just say, we proclaim your death, O Lord. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and we profess your resurrection, because it's, it's one event. You can't, I mean, yes, he did die in time, but like he, he died, he rose, and he ascended in one singular moment. That's why the Triduum is one one continuous day, okay? So then what we were talking about is that, yes, the elements the elements are separate. They're separated then. And then Father Peter pointed out that they're, they're separated even all the way to the point of the... Uh, the what's that great called? Amen? Yeah, the Great Amen, but before that, the doxology. Uh. Through him, through him, with him, in him, um, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory is yours forever and ever, Almighty Father, forever and ever. And then we do the Our Father and all that jazz. And then while we're while the while we're saying the 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 Lamb of God, the priest actually takes a piece of the host, right? Mm-hmm. And then what is the prayer that he prays when he places the the host back in the in the in the sacred blood? May the mingling of the body and blood of Christ uh I don't know, I've never done it outside of Mass here. What is it? You probably do it in Latin. I don't know. Oh gosh. May this mingling of your body and blood, O Lord. We should have prepared this podcast. Yeah, probably. Bring us to eternal life, something like that. Anyways. Yeah, so so that's the resurrection. The body and the blood have now been reunified. Mm -hmm. So that when he when he when he elevates when he elevates the host with the the precious blood, they're they're reunified. That the body has been reunified with the blood, not just in, in some kind of like, oh well now his blood's back in his body. No, he's he's risen. And he's the lamb that forever stands, appearing slain, but alive. So, 
Yeah, that's one really- final thing on this, and this is kind of tangent. But final thing means amen we're wrapping up. Means it's time to shut her down. Amen. In the Hebrew, means two things. Have we talked about this before? Maybe. It means I believe. Yes. And it is true. Yes. Chemet in the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. You're saying both things. You're saying I profess this is true. That's right. And you're saying I believe. I, I love that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The great amen. Right. So then we we conclude our Eucharistic prayer with the great amen, and not just like you know, um, you know, announcements or you know, thank you Jesus, but like I believe. I, I, I believe that this is him. And it's beautiful because in Re- in the book of Revelation, what is Christ referred to as the great AM, uh, the great amen? Hmm. And it's like we're entering into that. In Revelation, the final thing is the son is the amen to the father. He is the confessor of the belief and the truth yeah. of the father. And we enter into that. And that's kind of what, that's what our existence that's ought it. to become is the amen. Yeah. So I would just, again, um, having passed from the, the one side of the altar to the other. Um, the view is totally different on the other side. Um, please know that, like, you know, everyone at Holy Ghost, like, I'm just taking in a whole new, like, sp- spectrum because I've never seen the Mass from the opposite side of the altar before. So, like, sometimes people think I'm just looking at them, but then I'm just, like, looking at everybody and there's, mm-hmm. like, new stained glass windows and everything. But <laughs> the important thing is... um on the on behalf of the priest and the people, like there's there's a call and a response, you know, hmm. clamo clamare clamavi clamatus. That's shout, you know, to 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 shout out. And um, so when we exclaim or we acclaim, we're we're shouting forth. So I mean, you don't need to shout it the next time you're at parish or something. But like you, you sing it in your heart, you know, just like Mary. My soul exalts in in the Lord. I mean, there there there's a welling up of faith that leads to praise. So, I mean, when we say the mystery of faith, let let's all you know, because I'm not I'm not doing this all the time. I'm thinking about what what's for lunch or something. But try to remember that this is an this is a this is a mystery of faith. There's more present here than we can ever take in, and let's just you know try to give ourselves. Amen. 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 It is true. So. Um, that's it. That's it. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Laters. <laughs>